Hey everybody, I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2018 Week 22 Part 2, aired on May 29th. This is SmackDown Live Episode 980 and 205 Live Episode 79. Oh man, this this was a great night of wrestling, television, sports entertainment stuff. I enjoyed it quite a bit. You got to you got to check out some of these matches at the very least if not the entirety of both episodes. But before we get into that um all these daily episodes, I I think this might be the way to do it that on uh on uh Monday episode talk about TV shows and movies that I watched in the past uh week and then uh Tuesdays, which is this episode I'll talk about uh, video games I've been playing. If there's any new video games. And then also some more TV stuff if something comes out that day. Which is the case today because the new season or the first half of the new season of Arrested Development is out on Netflix. And I watched it all as soon as I woke up. Because I, when I woke up I remembered, oh, Arrested Development today. I'm going to go watch that. Um uh, so I'm going to talk about that, but I do want to talk about a couple of video games that I've been playing. Um, so uh, first of all, I, I have so many games that are on my shelf that I haven't gotten around to playing. And yet I spent so much time this weekend playing Peggle 2 on PlayStation 4. It was free uh, for uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers. Uh, it might be free now. Is I only started subscribing like two months ago, so it's fairly fairly recently. Um, and I kind I kind of want to just keep playing that more than anything else uh, because I feel like I I can actually do stuff in the game. I'm getting achievements, which is uh, other than like oh you finish the tutorial achievements in other games. I don't really get that done very well uh this other game or rather collection of games i'm going to talk about in a minute especially make me feel the opposite of what peggle 2 makes me feel like peggle 2 feel like i can do anything uh if i just keep keep going at it uh, there's a little bit of luck involved but a whole lot of uh just practicing and uh figuring out the physics of stuff and getting used to the physics and how those the ball bounces off the pegs and everything. And it's so much fun. I posted one clip on YouTube of this. I mean, it's so low stakes because you just try again if you don't get the thing. But I was on it was my last shot and I somehow um like bounced there's an armored peg and I hit that peg it 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 was uh it was an orange one and it bounced off that it went towards the center of the screen and hit the other remaining orange peg now hitting the or the armored one that didn't uh eliminate that peg because it, ju it just got rid of the armor so it bounced off the armored peg got rid of the armor went across the screen to the other orange peg and then bounced back to the first orange peg and hit it and finished the match 
it was so incredible. I, I, it, the recording is just the the recording of the uh, the local PlayStation Four. It didn't have, you know, my reaction to it or anything. But uh, yeah, I was like yelling at the TV, <laughs> so excited that it happened. And it, it was the first time I've posted a video clip from my PlayStation. Um, I, 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 not that I didn't know how to do it, but I hadn't done it before. So I had to, I, I went through the whole process of, uh, getting it set up, attached to an account, linked to an account and, uh, editing the clip and, uh, doing all of that on the PlayStation interface. And, uh, just, that's how excited I was that it, it made me go through that process to, to know how, how to do it and have it all set up to do it more in the future. So Peggle 2, I recommend it. I think it's on like every platform imaginable, except for Nintendo Switch. Soon, I hope, maybe it is on there, actually. I I looked it up. No, it is not on Nintendo Switch. And, oh, it came out a long time ago. It came out in 2013 on Xbox One. And then uh, the next year on uh, 360 and PlayStation 4. Um, put it out. How how easy would it be to put it out on Nintendo Switch? It's got to be, like, super easy. I would I would get it. I already have it. I, I got it for free. So I may as well actually buy a copy if it comes out for Nintendo Switch at some point. Oh, it's so, it's so fun. I like it a lot. The original Peggle is really good too, but this one has uh, more characters. All the characters have different superpowers. You have like the trials, which I don't think the first game had. I like it a lot. Um, and it, it surprisingly is not available for PC, which is uh, where where I mainly have played the, the very first game. The very first game, as if there's a ton of games, the, the first game. Anyway, Peggle 2. Check it out. Um, also, I think this came out last week, and I've played a little bit since then. It's really hard, so I get frustrated with it fairly easily. That's, the only re- that's one of the main reasons that I like Peggle 2 a lot more, because Peggle 2, sometimes it's hard, but it seems like it can actually get it done. Whereas Runner 3 is so hard maybe there's an easier mode i think i might be playing on default or maybe i was feeling really ambitious when i started my save file that was like ah i i i played the other runner games i'm gonna go for broke here and the first couple of levels i i did go for like all in doing it the the hardest way possible which uh is to get um you get all the gold pieces, you get all the the boombox power-ups, and you also skip. You jump over the checkpoints, and uh, that gets you even more points. Um, the When you get all the gold pieces, you make it to the end, you then jump into a cannon. Um, this is uh, how it was in Runner 2 as well. Uh, they did not have this feature, I don't think, in the ver- in the first runner game. Um, but uh, you jump in there, and uh, it, it, you have to time it right to get a bullseye on a big target. 
and that's another like achievement for the level you have like four things that you can do just finish the level finish it with all the golds uh finish it with all the gems which you unlock by finishing just finishing the level so you can play it in the other mode and then also the um i think those are the four things and then hitting the bullseye no that's not even one of the achievements that just gets like a plus um on the finished icon um so i i don't know what that fourth achievement is anyway it's so hard i the other two games are really hard too but i i i still love it i i like playing it a lot not a lot maybe like 10 minutes at a time and then i just get too frustrated <laughs> that i haven't been it i i started just not caring necessarily if i get all 100 pieces i just want to get through the level first so i can see all of it because that's the problem too if you're going for it to get it perfectly from the beginning then you're not going to really learn the level you'll learn the you'll learn the level but it's a lot slower to learn it because you're trying to do it perfectly each time and then you'll have to keep going back to the beginning each time you mess up. So you only learn a little bit of it at a time. Whereas if you're only, if you only worry about the obstacles and not getting all the gold pieces, etc., then you, you stand a better chance of getting through the level and learning it. Also you're hitting that checkpoint so you can learn the second half of the la- level easier. Cause if you skip the checkpoint every time, then if you mess up, then you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Of course, self-explanatory that's the meaning of a checkpoint or not having a checkpoint um but i i really recommend that too it is uh quite a bit more frustrating than peggle 2 and then the top of my list for frustrating games that i've been playing recently i just got this collection today because it came out today is the sega genesis collection on playstation 4 also on xbox one but uh, I, it's kind of the same thing with Mega Man. Uh, all of these classic games, like thinking about them, I think, oh yeah, I loved playing those. I want to play those again. And then when I actually play them, I'm like, no, I don't like this at all. And then by the time the next time I see something coming out, uh, one of these retro collections where I'm like, it, it's amnesia kicks in. Like, oh yeah, I like those games. I'm gonna check them out. So I've probably played some. I've probably bought copies, like for on Steam, or in other consoles, or even the actual cartridges themselves, um, uh, multiple times. I just don't learn that most of these games I don't actually like, or I'm just really bad at, which makes me not like them, or maybe I'm really bad at them because I don't like them. I'm not sure. I, I think it depends from game to game. But I started going through, trying each game. I made it through about a third of them so far. Um, uh, starting from the beginning, there's stuff like, uh, I don't even remember the names. Well, there's Alex Kidd, of course. But uh, there's like Alien Busters or something like that. There's a couple of Alien games. There's Altered Beast. Um, there's uh, one of the Alien games... It was basically Golden Axe, but, like, science fiction. Uh, like, they took Golden Axe and they just replaced everything with science fiction stuff. 
Um, you play character. Well, one of the characters you can select is uh, is a girl with a, like a machine gun flamethrower thing. I don't know, but it plays exactly the same as Golden Axe, and I did not like it. Um, and then it, all these like tall characters, and uh, I had a Sega Genesis when I was a kid, and I was I was missing out. I was missing out. I think the only reasons that I liked Sega Genesis was because of Sonic the Hedgehog and um, and Mortal Kombat. Like, all of these other games and Shining Force. Now, I did not get frustrated with Shining Force. Actually, I didn't even get to the ballot because I knew I was going to like it because that's one of my favorite games of all time. But um, uh, Shining Force 2, actually. I never owned an actual copy of it. I subscribe to Sega Channel, and uh, usually there's one of the Shining Force games. Now, it did have I did own a copy of the Game Gear Shining Force game. Um, I don't even remember the name of it. Uh, it was it wasn't uh, it it had like a a col- colonic name. <laughs> That's not what you call that. It was like a subtitled name, um, not a numbered name, but. Uh, yeah, it's Sega Channel, and you could save your game, but only if that's the only game you played. So there were times there when I, that's the only game I played on Sega Channel because if I played a different game, it would basically uh, erase that ROM from your local cartridge that's been loaded from the, the servers and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I, I've played that game so much in the past um until the time of minecraft and defense grid which are uh, my more recent most time played games uh it's a shining force was was way up there the shining force series was way way up there um maybe only rivaled by final fantasy 8 and that that was uh, a few years later on um, and maybe I can't even think of a game that I, I may have played more, especially with the Game Gear version, cause it's portable, play it everywhere. Um, now I did get one of these little game, uh, not Game Gear, uh, Sega Genesis, like portable deals It's just loaded with ROMs and you can load your own on there, which is pretty cool. I haven't actually done that yet. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that stuff like Sonic 3 wasn't on there. Sonic 3 is never in any of these collections. You have Sonic and Sonic 2, and then they go to Sonic Blast, Sonic 3D Blast. Like Nobody wants to play that. They want to play Sonic 3 or Sonic and Knuckles. Um, Sonic 3 by itself is better, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's this little animal. It has a, it, it's a pretty small screen. But it does have Shining Force on there, but I haven't tested it out whether uh, the game save sticks around if you load other games. Um, actually, I went to try to try to do that, and it froze during like the opening. There's a witch at the beginning who asks your name and stuff like that, and it, it froze while I was doing that. I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll, I'll try this again later. Um, because the Sega Genesis collection is not for nintendo switch at least not yet which would be the most ideal situation because um i would just 
play Shining Force all all the time. That's probably the only thing I would play. Okay, speaking of Nintendo Switch, this is the last thing with video games, and then I'll get to this. I wow, sixteen minutes into this episode, um, I just saw the commercial or the trailer for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, and that looks freaking awesome. I I don't play Pokemon Go, but there it looks like there's a lot of interaction between that and the game and uh this is coming out after i presume it's after the nintendo online service is launched like the real online service is officially launched because i think that's going to be in the fall um uh so yeah there there's uh interaction you can send your pokemon between them it looks like and uh they also have a, a a pokeball controller so they're you're holding your pokeball and you're running around with it and you throw it you don't actually throw it but you gesture with it to throw it in the game and uh it looks like some um like uh uh, pikachu tamagotchi features um with it as well carry around with you in your pocket um it's because i assume it's it's connecting well it's connecting the way joy con does to your console but also connects to your phone communicate with uh pokemon go and all of that kind of kind of stuff that's what it looked like from the trailer anyway it all looks really cool and then just the graphics uh look fantastic because you have such a higher resolution than you have on the the 3ds so i i that's all all i know about it is what i saw in the trailer so i i may be misinformed or assuming too much from it but um like their tagline of like all these different ways that you can play it um that's not the tagline but the the, what they're showing is that there's so many different ways to play it and and all of that and uh i think i'd go for the ev version if not both of them and uh it's i'm excited for it it's like six months away still i'm pretty excited okay last last thing real quick before the actual wrestling stuff Arrested Development Season 5, Part 1. First half, first eight episodes came out today. I watched all of them. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's been a long time since I've watched the actual first three seasons. So uh, a lot of the criticism I've been seeing on uh, discussion threads, well, my very brief glancing at the discussion threads with uh, some of the negative feedback, I was like, ah, no thanks. I enjoyed it. I don't need to read about all these people why they don't enjoy it um that it doesn't uh, the couple of comments i saw that it doesn't feel like uh they, it's lost its form it doesn't feel like uh the original three seasons and all that and it's, no it doesn't because it's a different thing not nearly as different as the original season four um and i like this more than season four both versions of season four um because uh, just a couple of weeks ago when the remix came out, I watched all of that. That is a tougher of a watch because it's 22 episodes, um, half hour episodes in that version. And it's a lot of voice, a lot, a lot, a lot of voiceover. Not quite as much in this, still a lot of it, but it's, um, it's uh, actually meant to, to be this way instead of... Uh, being made this way after the fact after it was shot in a completely different way anyway 
I recommend it. If you like Arrested Development, you might enjoy it. Maybe you'll be annoyed by it that it's not quite as good as you think it would be. But, uh, yeah, lots of great jokes. Uh, my favorite joke – well, this is a bit of a hyperbole. I don't think it's um, of the entire series. Uh, I have to think about that. But one of my favorite jokes from these eight episodes uh, – this is not – really a spoiler it may it might be a spoiler so plug ears for like 20 seconds um there's a parade in the eighth episode and uh the commentators for the parade throw to uh the a marching band and they're california's quietest marching band he says Let, let's hold completely still and see if we can hear them and then we just get like 30 seconds of footage of them marching and look pretending to play and uh okay if you skipped ahead 20 seconds and you got to this point skip another 20 seconds because i'm still in the middle of this spoiler and uh they're just making no sounds at all and it's 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 brilliant i loved it i loved it it's how they and i assume part of it was to get around with having them play actual music that you have to you know pay for and stuff so okay go watch it arrest development season five first half i believe Maybe it's the first third. Are there going to be 16 episodes or 24 episodes? I'm assuming it's probably 16. Anyway. Okay. Smackdown episode 980. 22 minutes into this thing. Can actually talk about the episode. Uh, we open with Samoa Joe talking about uh, the ladder match. The ladder connects the earth to the heavens. And he's, uh, there's no, not going to be any smiling angels, but he is going to be smiling. Oh, yeah. Before he even does this, I thought this promo was great because uh, he just comes out, grabs the ladder from under the, under the ring, goes up and grabs the briefcase that's there for show. And, uh, and Daniel Bryan comes out. He says, let's fight right now. But then Big Cass comes out. He's got a crutch. He's wearing a suit. He, he says a bunch of stuff. And he says, the question is, am I medically cleared? He's in the ring now with his crutch. He's uh, right up next to these guys. And he says, well, I'm already cleared. And he attacks him. Misses Daniel Bryan, but he hits Samoa Joe. And a brawl ensues. And we get made by Paige. While Cass claims that since he's cleared, that this is his match. He should be fighting Samoa Joe like he originally was going to. Uh, but a few minutes later, Paige backstage clarifies that, you know what? Pa uh, Daniel Bryan earns, earned this opportunity. Um, and Big Cass does deserve this because he was originally in the match anyway. So it's going to be a triple threat. Main event, Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass versus Samoa Joe. Uh, seeing him in that suit, holding that briefcase. Now, this isn't a thing. So skipping ahead. Samoa Joe wins the match. We'll get that out of the way. It was a really good match. I will talk a little bit about it. Um, but uh, this idea will go unrealized. But uh, I thought Big Cass looked pretty slick in his suit. And holding that briefcase, he looks like a, a, a big businessman. Big Business Cassidy could be his, his uh, kind of reinvention. But uh, it's not going to happen because he's not in the match. And hopefully ugh, we might end up with Big Cass versus Daniel Bryan part two. I hope not. Oh, we get to see Daniel Bryan doing something like super exciting. Um, 
We had Mandy and Sonia ask Paige backstage um, what Asuka has done recently. Why she deserves this championship match. And Paige says, oh, okay, you're right. Why don't you show what you have against Asuka tonight to Mandy? So Mandy versus Asuka later on. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ty Dillinger. Uh, this match kind of came out of nowhere. It was announced on Twitter a couple of days ago for some reason. Um, but I realized as unfolding, this whole thing was just for uh, a nice 10 count joke that, uh, after Nakamura had knocked Ty down hard, uh, Ty got up just in time to beat the 10 count and give his own 10 signal to Nakamura, but Nakamura won via Kinshasa. And that was that for Mr. Dillinger. Oh, Ty's hair kind of freaking me out. It's, it's just different. I don't know what it is exactly about it. Um, I don't even know how to ex- how to describe it. It seemed like it was darker because of how it was cut. Maybe it was thicker. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just kind of kind of interesting. I'll get used to it if he uh, continues to style it in such a manner. But uh, it it threw me off. Threw me off. I was I was shaken. And uh, if somebody had asked me for a favorite at that point, I probably would have said yes without even thinking about it because I was so, um, I was so dis- distraught by it, so disturbed. Uh, we had a dance off between Lana and Naomi. This was fantastic. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, we had one round of dancing from each of them. In Lana's corner was Rusev and Aiden English, and in Naomi's corner was the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. And, uh, yeah, this whole segment was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, after they each had their own time to dance, uh, Lana suggested that they dance together, and they were having some fun. But uh, when they were back-to-back and doing their pose thing, then Lana hits her with a... Uh, was that a neck breaker? Something like, Whatever you call that. Uh, not like an RKO, but uh, the opponent lands on their back instead of on their front. I'm not sure exactly what that's called. Because not very many people actually do that move. Lana might be the one of like, only a couple. Anyhow, uh, th- there was a lot of fun. And uh, I'd say Lana won this because she was able to to out-distract the, distraction mas- the dancing distraction master, Naomi. So remember, uh, you may remember a few weeks ago that Naomi came out during Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos, and uh, this was to uh, this wasn't a championship match, I don't think. No, it wasn't a tag team match. It was a um, or was it? I think it was a one on one match. So it was like Harper versus uh, versus Jimmy or something. But uh, she came out during the match dancing to her music and both the bludgeon brothers just captivated just baffled what was happening so uh for lana to be able to get through that that level of defense and put on her own attack see right through it uh, that's pretty good there's there is a, a bit of a brawl that went down and uh the the usos and naomi stood tall in the ring, but uh, she she found, she found a crack in the armor. Let's say. Uh, and then we had the match of the episode, 
The New Day versus The Miz and The Bar. Six-man tag team match uh, eventually is won by Big E with a big ending to The Miz. But uh, there's so much going on throughout this whole match. I didn't even write anything down. It's The, the whole thing is so enjoyable. And uh, we still don't know who of The New Day is going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It, it's a good strategy. If they're technically allowed to do this, then uh, use that whatever whatever um advantage you have and in this case they have the advantage of uh of surprise who of the three are they are going to be in that match you could prepare for all three of them but you can only prepare for all three of them one third as well as you can prepare for one of them so you throw kurt angle in the mix and etc steiner math it's blah 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 um so I think we're not going to even find out which one of them is in the match until right before the match happens. Um, good strategy. See how it plays out. Uh, we had Carmella out. Uh, no, before Carmella came out for commentary, uh, the club was interrupted with a uh, Bludgeon Brothers creepy promo thing. Uh, so if I'm remembering correctly, if I heard them correctly here, I guess that was it. Anyway, uh, the club is going to be fighting the Bludgeon Brothers at Money in the Bank for the Tag Team Championships. Do I have that right? I don't remember how that came to be. I don't know. Uh, Up next, Carmelo is on commentary for Mandy Rose versus Asuka. Asuka eventually won. Uh, She's at a disadvantage as Sonya Deville attacked Asuka while she was coming down the ramp. But Oscar uh, eventually got the uh, the Oscar lock on Mandy, and she tapped out. Before the main event, backstage, Andrade Cien Almas uh, comes out of his locker room, and I've been watching on Sling the last few weeks. The connection cut out in the middle of this scene, and so I don't know what happened. I it, it cut out, and then it came back when Vega was there. Saying like, get out of here. Basically, we want nothing to do with you. So, Sin Cara is Sin Amigo. If he wants some friends, he should head over to 205 Live. But maybe Sin Cara is too heavy to be on there. He, Lucha House Party. They need, they need a, a fourth member and more. He is billed at yeah, 198 pounds. He's fine. Get him over there. We're missing out. We need a four-man. We we need a new combination, a new element in these matches against the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. Okay, the, the main events, Daniel Bryan versus Samojo versus Big Cass. Uh, Daniel Bryan, okay, this whole match, all kinds of great stuff happening. Sec, second favorite match of this episode. Um but uh, all kinds of stuff. I didn't even take any notes except for the ending. Uh, Daniel Bryan got the upper hand on Big Cass. He's about to get the pin and win, get his spot in that Money in the Bank ladder match. But Samoa Joe snuck in, uh, grabbed Daniel Bryan from behind, got him in that Coquina clutch, and stole the win. Uh, Daniel did not tap out. He went to sleep. But as he's mentioned before, he's gone to sleep before 
He's not afraid of that. He will come back with a vengeance, I'm sure. Uh, so we'll see where things go from there. Like I said, I just hope that we don't end up with Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass um, at Money in the Bank again. I want to see Daniel Bryan doing something more exciting than that and different from the last pay-per-view. Um, here I am getting upset about something I don't even know is going to happen, but it seems like it might happen, and I hope it doesn't. Then that brings us to 205 Live. Uh, Drew... Gulak, um, I did. Remember, <laughs> I remember his name about half a second into extending his first name, but uh, I thought I'd go with it with his whole um, fitting his uh, his PowerPoints presentation ramp ups. But uh, he was on commentary for this match uh, with the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher versus this week is Kalisto and Lince Dorado. Last week it was. Callisto and Grand Metallic, I believe. I can check my notes. I can check my notes. It was um, last week. It was where is it? Oh, I, I was thinking of main events, and I don't have my main event notes on here. So, forget about that. Last week we had Graham Metallic versus Drew Gulak, so that continued um, his 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 uh, unpleasantness un- with uh, these high flyers. Anyway, the uh, Barry Kendrick was able to um, make Lince Dorado tap out after Drew. While the referee had his uh, attention elsewhere, uh, knocked, uh, swept the feet out from under Lince Dorado, who's going for a move off the top rope, and uh, he was was toppled and taken advantage of by the Brian Kendrick. That brings us to the main events of the entire week. Well, of these first two days, NXT has the potential to have uh, some pretty killer matches. Um, but uh, Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy, Cruiserweight Championship match, defending champion Cedric Alexander. Uh, this is a hell of a match. Go watch it. My favorite part, there, there's a couple of moves to the outside, some table stuff, um, uh, lots of high-flying stuff, and uh, great counters, great sequences, some fast striking. And, uh, oh, there, there, there's such a great variety of stuff. And all of it was so much fun to watch. Uh, but my favorites, I think, is the only thing that I wrote down, a specific move, was at one point Murphy hit a running suplex on Cedric. And I uh, thought that was so cool. But uh, in the end, Cedric hit two neuralizers to make sure the job was done. And then the lumbar check to put Buddy Murphy away. These guys, I'm sure, are going to have a rematch at some point in the future. And I'm glad that this match didn't happen until now, that this match didn't happen at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Because if it was at the Greatest Royal Rumble, it would have been like however long that match was, which, which is not very. But because it was on 205 Live, it took up a majority of this episode. And I am totally fine with that. If we don't get 
any cruiserweight action on uh, the the pay-per-views between the big four. I am totally okay with that if we get these super high-level pay-per-view quality matches right there on 205 Live. I think that's the best way to go because then you're not waiting until the next pay-per-view because uh, you might not have all the same story build-up and all that, and then you get, end up getting thrown on the kickoff show anyway and you only have five minutes for the match. No, th- this way they have their headliner matches on 205 Live. You can check them out. You don't even know when they're coming. You have an idea of when they're coming, especially with the championship matches. But out of nowhere, you can have you know a gauntlet match or something like that. You're like, man, that was really cool. We didn't have to have a specific pay-per-view for it to occur on. So that is it for tonight's episodes of WWE. Of course, we also talked about some video games, some rest developments. So let me know what you thought about any of that stuff and what you're looking forward to happening next by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll be back real soon with week 22 of part three NXT and main event. Bye for now.